So, welcome to my second episode. Um, this episode, I want to take the time to kind of explain um, where my where I kind of decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I don't know. I always get weird when I say that word, entrepreneur, because I'm not really sure what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I know it takes. I know it takes a lot of dedication. I know it takes an idea that you you know, you have to have a passion for creating ideas, but I think that's, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I just got out of university three months ago, and I kind of want to share the story of, you know, why why I think this fits to me and I why, why I think, you know, this is what I want to be doing with my life. Um, so first, uh, it starts back with uh, my grandfather, who was a very successful entrepreneur back in the 60s. Um, he ran a very well-known furniture company here in Zurich, Switzerland, which is where I'm at currently. Um, and he actually started off with uh, being a salesman in doing an internship. Well, he was doing his internship as a salesman. And for those of you who don't know what an internship is, is basically in Europe, uh, you can take about three or four years and instead of going to university, you actually go to the place, or go to the thing that you want to do and you do it for four years. So, for example, if I wanted to be a, um, if I wanted to be a chef, then you could do an internship here, which means you would do three or four years of working in the kitchen. They show you everything, and uh, that then you actually become a chef like that. So that's what he was doing. <clears throat> he was twenty-five at the time when he realized, you know, I can do this. Uh, I can do this myself, and I think I can do it better. So he borrowed twenty-five thousand dollars from his parents. Um, he already had two kids and was married to my grandma at the time. And he decided to go and buy this furniture shop in, uh, in Zurich. And the thing is, he had to uh, sell all the furniture that was in there originally because it was a furniture shop. He bought everything as well as the inventory. So the start of his journey was basically him trying as desperately as he could to sell things that he really didn't want to sell. And I always think that's funny because it was just, it was, it's the kind of the story that uh, shows you the hustle and the grind part of it. But um, he just did things, he just did it the way he loved, he loved doing it. You know, he did it the way he knew he could sell things. Like he had a brand new um, <clears throat> table and he just put nails in the table so people could come in and just nail the, the put nails in the table. It was just something fun to do. Um, and so eventually he sold all the, the furniture in that shop and um, he was then able to buy his own furniture and start making, you know, getting this Italian-made furniture and started making a name for himself. And the one thing that my mom stresses every time she, I ask her about, you know, I ask her to tell me about Grandpa because I, ne I never met him. He, he died before I was born. But um, every time I ask her, you know, what was he like? What did he do? Like, how did he run a business? And she said, you know, he just did things in a way that, people were would love it you know he did it in a way that people would say you know that was great I would totally go back there again because the, the name is great and you go in there and he had for example this long hallway where he was just you know there was no way around it you had to have this long hallway and instead of making his guests walk he had scooters that you know they could get on and ride down and these are people like multi-million dollar <laughs> like clients coming in to have their entire living rooms redone or entire kitchens redone. He's like, yeah, too far to walk. Just hop on the scooter. We'll get down there quicker. So I always, I always kind of laugh and chuckle at that, uh, at that story. But it, it, 
I like having that background, you know, close to home, as it were, because uh, it just shows you, like, if he can hustle, if he was able to do all of this with two kids and just do something that he loved, you know, it shows you it, it wasn't even, like, yeah, it was hard at the beginning, but as soon as he got into it and he was actually making more money, making a living, it was, uh, I guess it just became easier because, it, like, if you have two kids and they're growing up, and by the way, I, I'm not, you know, if you are a parent, I think that if you're trying to be an entrepreneur at the same time, I hats off to you. I, I'm still young. I don't, you know, I am uh, my grandfather's age when he started opening his business. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely, if you think you have a good idea, go for it. I would never, ever discourage anybody from going for their ideas. Um, I think one of the biggest regrets that you could have in life is having an idea, kind of wondering about it, and never actually going through with it. So that's something I just, I refuse. I'm just not going to live with. Like, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to see what happens, and I'm going to make my decisions based on that. But, uh, yeah, I think I want to tell a story about my own perseverance, and uh, hopefully this story will help people who are in the process of kind of, you know, maybe you're going through some things, or maybe you're really pushing for something right now, and um, you maybe feel a little lost. And so this story is kind of like uh, how, I, how I managed a goal of mine. And it's nice to have it in my back pocket, but you know, there's, other, there's obviously other things that uh, I want to do, but I hope this story kind of helps you out. Um, and it has to do with my application to university. So I just graduated from, I would say, my dream university about three months ago. Uh, it's the Ecole Hotelier de Lausanne. I'm going to refer to it as EHL, and it's the number one rated hospitality management school in the world, and they have a great business program. Um, they're very well known for uh, a, lot of, a lot of different things. Um, you don't just learn about hospitality management. You really learn how to run a business, and also it gave me the courage to kind of go out there and start my own thing. I feel like uh, I definitely got that by being around people who are you know, not just talking about what they're going to work as afterwards, but also uh, you get to hang out with people who have ideas and people who, you know, have dreams. And when people tell you about that, I find that really inspiring. So it wasn't, you know, I didn't just send an application and walk straight in. I, um, I was uh, coming straight out of the military from uh, being 10 months in the Swiss military. And I had no idea what I wanted to do, where I wanted to study, all these kind of things. And I had applied for another university. And I was, I was, uh, accepted there and I didn't even know about EHL at the time until I went to go visit my sister who was studying there before me and I fell in love with the school like I walked in and I just said you know this is where I want to be for the next few years this is where I want to study this is what I want to study I want to I, I want to do this so um I started applying and I started going through the process and I sent my first application and they said, you know, your uh, grades from high school are just really, really bad. So to give you guys some context, I'm, uh, I was homeschooled from until I was 17. I mean, that's not an excuse. And it was, I would never play it as a weakness, even though I often do. Uh, I know it's a bit of a contradiction, but I think it's one of the, the greatest assets my parents ever gave to me and my siblings. Um, but I feel like it 
did, does make it tough for me to take standardized tests. I don't know. Maybe I just suck at tests. Uh, but I think that's also a pretty bad excuse because there are tests I've done better on and some tests that I did worse on. But in high school, I really didn't. I really didn't put a lot of work in. I was just skiing and, uh, you know, um, not really um, putting 100% effort into my into my studies. But they told me, you know, your grades are too low. You have to you have to up them. Like there's no way we could accept you right now. And so that was kind of a, a hit. And so. As I mentioned before, I was in another university where I got accepted and I decided, you know, I'm going to go for this EHL thing. I'm going to really, really try for it. And so I got a internship. So I got into the university and then I also had an internship as I was interning as a cook and as a uh, waiter at a local restaurant because I figured if I could boost my um, resume with enough hospitality experience, they would see that I was really motivated and really like maybe that would help them look past my uh, past my lack of grades. But I applied, so I applied the first time um, after I thought I had enough and they said no. Uh, then I applied a second time and again they said no because uh, it was just my, I had taken some tests in between and they still said, you know, it's not good enough, you're not far enough. And... Um, you know, I was always calling and always writing and emailing and just saying, like, look, you know, what can I do? What, what can I change? Like, how could I? And this was a process that went on for more than a year. Um, it's just something I, I just couldn't, I couldn't get out of my head. But uh, there was, I remember there was one time where I was kind of, you know, I was low in the process. I'd kind of, you know, for a whole year, it's impossible to stay, you know, a hundred percent on it. I was still on it. It was still in my head. Like it didn't go anywhere, but I was at university. I was working. I was doing a lot of things on the side. Um, I remember going downstairs in, I was at, uh, I was having lunch with friends and they were all talking, you know, what you want to do when you leave. So just to give you some context. I was in a university called Hatibe and the one I wanted to go to was EHL. So I was sitting at lunch with my friends from Hatibe and one of my good friends, uh, this guy I love, I love him to death. And uh, he, we were talking like, you know, what we want to do, blah, 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 after, uh, after the school. And I said, you know, I love you guys, but uh, I, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to go to uh, EHL. And he said to me, you don't have a shot. Like, you don't have a chance. And I was just so... Like, I had been working for at least six months by then. I was working every weekend. I was always on, like, I was always taking outside tests. I had tutors I was hiring. I was paying the tutors with the money I was making from my internship. So I wasn't spending shit on myself. I had a motorcycle at the time, but that money I made from the military. So everything that was coming in from the internship, I was spending it on my education to get to eventually get to EHL. And so when this guy said that to me, like, I just thought, like, you wait and see, motherfucker. Like, you just sit back and watch me. And I didn't say it to him, but I thought it. I remember thinking it so clearly. I just remember thinking, watch me. Like, you watch and you see and you wait. And that really, that little comment, really, like, it added so much gasoline to the fire. And um, I think it was uh, about three months later after that, I'd completed a couple tests. I'd gone through most of the... Um, testing at the school and I you know failed a couple exams I passed a few exams I was like okay maybe this is enough 
and I sent it in, and the lady, the e- the lady I was talking to, actually emailed me back. She, I could tell in the text, the tone of the email that, you know, they knew I was trying, and they knew I had been on the process for a while, and so she's just like, look, you're just not, it's just not there. Like we can't, we can't bypass this. Like you have to do something. Like you have to get this grade up somehow or something. But everything you've done so far is just not, it's not good enough. And I was like distraught because, you know, it's, I'd been working my ass off in this restaurant in a place that was just, I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I, you know, it's, I sacrificed my entire social life to try and, you know, to be working in this restaurant where the chef, the chef was just, he was always yelling at us and like, well, not always, but there were times where it was, it was tough and, uh, you know, and when you're constantly going for something and people tell you no, 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 you know, I, was, I remember sitting in the dining room and my mom uh, came up, she's like, you know, I have to go, what'd they say? And I said, yeah, they, they said no, again. And she said, you know, like, this is like the third time and it's been, you know, it's been a bit more than a year. Like, what is it going to take? I was like, what, what, what do you mean is, what is it going to take? And she's like, yeah, what is it going to take for you to hear no and accept that it's a no? And I didn't really, you know, before she said that, I didn't really think about it because I wasn't, I didn't have the idea that it couldn't happen. You know, for me, it was always going to happen somehow. I knew I was going to get into the school and then she kind of put in my head like, well, you know, what if you don't? And it, it, it kind of brought me, you know, back down to earth in a good way because it made me just think like, you know, there's a possibility that this doesn't work. And it's actually quite big because everyone who, like, I feel like everyone who was going to that school was, you know, they had connections and things that I just didn't have. And I was like, you know, Because to get into this university, there's two steps. So first, you have to pass the academic, which is basically you have to have basic academic uh, um, requirements, which you have to pass. And then there's uh, the uh, selection day. And selection day is where you go on campus and they give you an evaluation. And they also give you a few uh, tests to test your cognitive skills and all this kind of stuff. Um, And so I said, you know what? I just want to make it to a selection day and the percentages for people going to a selection day and not making it like I think there's there at that time there was over a thousand applicants and I think like 200 people were getting accepted so it was really low like the chances of getting in are were super low and so I was like you know what I just I just want to get to a selection day I just want to get there and show them who I am because if I can, I feel like if I can do that, then I just, I, you know, no matter what happens after then, I've won because I've given everything that I can. And I don't, like, I don't know. I was, I, if they would have told me no after I had been there and shown them everything that I was about, then I could accept that. So when I said that, I said it out loud, you know, I said, you know, I want to get to a selection day. She's like, okay, so do it. And like after I said after I said it out loud, after I said that I wanted to get to a selection day, something changed. You know, something something clicked 
and I it's so impossible. I tried explaining it before, but it's like I took a goal that was kind of outlandish and unreal and actually put some reality into it. And once I did that, things just started falling into place from everywhere. So, for example, like I said, my sister was in school and her colleagues were, or who, her friends who are now friends of mine, um, they're like, yeah, you know, uh, when you come into the school, and I was like, man, I don't know, I've been trying, I'm really working at it. And um, I got an email back from the advisor who was helping me, and she said, you know, before she'd just been answering to my emails, it wasn't really a back and forth. Um, now she was like, hey, you speak German, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's my second language. It's not perfect. Uh, I can hold a conversation. I understand. I could do most of the grammar, but why? What's up? And she's like, yeah, well, there's a advanced placement test um, in German, which would give you enough to, if you pass that, it would give you enough to actually come by and um, enroll in the school. And I was like, fuck, are you kidding me? Like one test is like, that's all that's standing in the way. And so I was... I said, hell yeah. And she's like, look, I, I, I looked it up. Here's the, this, the testing site. You're going to have to drive out there. And uh, you're going to you're gonna have to do all this. And I was like, hell yeah. I can absolutely do that. I'm absolutely going to do that. And so two weeks later, I think it was something like that. I was up at that school. I took that test. I completely rocked it because it was the one thing on my mind. I was listening to German. I was doing everything just getting getting my german up within those two weeks it's already i i grew up in switzerland as well as in the states but it was really that that test that made me think okay if i can rock this fucking test then it's gonna like this is my ticket to a selection day and so that was the first thing and then the second thing was as i mentioned the cognitive test and the math tests and everything i was really kind of nervous at that because i'm you know, I can do accounting. I'm, I'm not bad in that regard. But when it comes to raw math, like without, I, you know, I'm, it's just not a strong suit of mine. And I was like, okay, I finished the German test. I sent them the results and I got the, hey, congratulations, you're coming to, an, you're coming to a selection day. And my mom was almost more happy than I was for that, uh, for that email because she's like, yes, finally, the work has paid off. Um... And, yeah, I went, uh, so that was taken care of. I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to a selection day. Like, that's, you know, the only thing in the way now are these tests. And the way it usually works is uh, the tests were much, uh, like, they were during the day. And so I was like, man, if I have to take these tests during the day with you know, having to present myself, I'm going to be super stressed out. And then they said, on this occasion, because the school area is closed, we're going to send you the test a couple of days beforehand so you can do these before you get there. And, like, that just made it so much easier for me. Like, I was able to sit down and, you know, get my tutors together and just say, hey, like, help me with this because I need to get this right. Um, so... Went through those tests. I don't know how those results results were. Um, I guess they were. I guess they were pretty good, or I guess they were good enough. Um, and then you know, and then I started getting ready for the selection day. You know, I had the time. I had to. 
Uh, I started working, I, I was working out before, but I really started getting into really good shape. Um, I stopped drinking coffee. I stopped d- drinking tea. I, st- I looked online to see, you know, what aspects of my diet would affect my face. And my motto was, I'm going to go there and I'm going to show them my absolute best self. Like I'm going to go there and completely just rock as hard as I can. Because if my analogy was this, I have made it this far. If I have made it this far, I'm going to put every little effort, little last bit of effort that I can to make it and just say like, this is everything that I am. Like I'm putting it all on the table right now. And if this is not, if this is not good enough, then okay. But at least I've made it, I've made it to my goal. And I said that to my mom before I left, uh, well, before I walked out the door to head up to, to the, to the school. I said like, look, you know, if regardless of what happens, uh, this, this is a win for me because I achieved my goal and I, I did what I set out to do. So whatever happens, you know, if I get, if I get in the school, like, that's going to be the cherry on the cake. It's going to be so good. But I'm just really happy with the way I've been working and the way where I've, I've gotten to from where I've started. So I got to the selection day and because I had that mentality, I was just, I was good. You know, I was, I was solid. I wasn't, I, I knew people there who, uh, saw a bunch of people there who were super stressed out and really trying to make, you know, really trying to, to kiss a lot of ass and everything. And I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't about to do that. I wasn't about to start doing that. I was like, look, I, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if it's not, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to be very, you know, going to be very, uh, charming and I'm going to be you know present my best self that I've, that I've been working on for so many months or over the last year I actually met one of my best friends at that selection day we didn't we, we obviously didn't know each other then but we became really good friends afterwards and yeah I mean like simple things like they gave us a food voucher for the cafeteria and I was like man this might be the one time I get to eat here like this might be the one time I get to actually do something here so I'm going to enjoy it. Like everyone else wasn't, they were just like, no, I'm good. I have a water. And I was, I was like, oh, hell no, man. I'm going to try this stuff out. So I enjoyed the selection day. I really had a blast with it. Um, it was of course nerve wracking, but I was good, you know, and I felt accomplished. And, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks later they emailed me back and said, Hey, you've been selected and, uh, congratulations on getting into the school. Um, that was really like, uh, it was, it was good. It was, you know, when you work at something that long and you see the results, that's, it's really, it's very satisfying. And, um, yeah, I just, I think this kind of is a good way. It's a, it's a happy ending story, you know, it's a, a story that kind of, ended in a good way and it could have gone very easily you know the other way it could have easily gone you know no selection day no acceptance no nothing but I think what made the difference was I just committed myself to the idea you know for me like my mom said this is your game right now and like it's so interesting to watch you play because you've gotten really good at it and so I think if 
if you have something that you're just chasing so hard that you really, really desire, you don't need all the motivational videos. You don't need all of these things. You know, you, they're great. I watch them myself because I'm doing a startup right now and I'm trying to get in that mode again. Um, because there's times when it's just slow, and if it's slow, you know, it's you got to keep yourself motivated. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, there's it could have gone either way. It could have gone good or bad. But I think the moral of this story is, if you really want something, you have to define it. Like you have to be able to see it. You have to be able to feel it. You have to be able to to know what it would look like, and you just have to say to yourself like I want this more than anything like I want this more than I want you know money more than I want uh you know uh, I had opportunities to you know in my first university to get a girlfriend and just kind of settle down and go through there I could have I could have made it through there no problem and probably had a degree that was you know similar very very similar but it was just like you know that's just not for me it's not some. It's not where I want to be. It's not something that I want to do. I want to do EHL. I want to be at EHL, and you just gotta, you just gotta persist, man. Like, if you're in that stage of, you know, it's a, it. There's a bit of a, a jump that you have to make, and you can't be afraid to fall, man. Like, you just gotta, you gotta commit. You gotta say like, this is what I'm doing, and you gotta tell everybody this is what I'm doing because even if it doesn't work out like I for a year I felt like a failure because I was telling people like yeah I'm coming to school I'm coming to the school and it just kept not working it was just not working time after time after time and it was until I finally said you know I'm going to a selection day or I want to go to a selection day it's it really changed everything it changed the entire outlook maybe mostly that i think i had on it you know it was no longer this fictitious like it wasn't such a grand scheme it was something very specific like i want this day i want this one day where i can choose where i can show you what what i'm doing what i'm made of um this podcast has gone on for a little while so to conclude to everyone out there who is currently going through Something that they're chasing, keep chasing. Really keep chasing. Because no one can tell you no more than you can tell yourself no. If that makes sense. Like, And if somebody tells you, you know, you're not going to make it, you say, watch me, motherfucker. Because those guys are the most fun to turn around and say, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I just graduated. I'm just, I'm done there. Now this is what I'm doing. I'm doing some cool shit. You know, and maybe, I don't know. It's it's fun to be at that top, you know. It's fun to be, you know, to push yourself so hard. And when you do and you're pushing yourself and you're like, "Man, I'm not sure this is worth it." Guess what? It it's it 90% of the time it's it's always worth it. Because if you're pushing that hard where you're questioning it and you're saying, "Man, what the fuck am I doing? This is way too much work." It always you always benefit from it. There's no there's no not benefiting from hard work. So, yeah, if you're, if you're in this process right now, keep your, keep your spirits up, keep your head down, and focus. Like, don't just say, I want to make a million dollars, you know? 
say, I'm going to make a million dollars by doing this. And this is how I'm going to do it. These are the projections. I can do this. So that means each month I have to do it like this. Make your goals clear. Make them actionable. Make them something, small things that you can do to get there. You know, I wanted the selection day. So to get to the selection day, I had to get the, um, the test. And to pass the test, I had to study. So, you know, there's, there are steps to get to what you want. I think the best thing is what works a lot for me is taking people's um, comments, taking their idea of you can't do this, it's impossible. I just, I love it. I love that, that saying. I love it when people say that because it's just like, oh, thank you because now you've given me every opportunity to prove you wrong. Guys, I hope this podcast uh, helps you out. Um, I will be releasing a, a Twitter account and a YouTube channel. We'll be getting on that soon. I'm just a little busy right now with uh, setting up the business and getting all the government papers filled out, but I'm really happy for anybody who's listening to this. I hope this helps you. And if you want to find more tips and tricks on how to improve your day, how to improve yourself, and maybe how to improve your business, uh, stick around on this podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Ciao for now.